Welcome to a brand new episode of Views of the Next Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. I'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in as each and every week I bring y'all an episode of Somebody Talking About Their Ex. And this week we are to episode 51, but before we get into that, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 50, and I'd like to thank Angus Nelson for doing the episode. We met off of Clubhouse, and part of his story that he was telling on Clubhouse was in his book. So I guess he was promoting his book and doing a podcast room on Clubhouse, and made me think like, oh, let me get this guy on my show. I'm thankful for Angus for coming on the show because it not only helped me, it helped a lot of people that heard the episode. I replayed it a few times just to jot down some of the gems that he was saying. So I'm definitely going to apply it to my life. So thank you again, Angus. I hope to have you back on this podcast to drop some more gems. It'll be appreciative to me and the listeners. Now we up to episode 51 and it features one third of Oprah Rose show, Gigi, also known as Janae. Now, I always wanted Janae on this podcast because she's very, very funny, very entertaining. And when I first met her in person, I was like, you got to come on because she just have that big energy. I wanted to interview her in person, but due to COVID and due to her living in the West Coast, she don't come to New York like that. Um, I don't go to L.A. like that, so it wasn't going to happen no time soon. And um, we're just going to be waiting it out. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do the Zoom call with her and just get the episode done. Now, sometimes on this podcast, people do not talk about their real ex. They may talk about a situationship they've been in. And in this case, Gigi is going to talk about a situationship that she was in for eight years, off and on and while she was in a relationship. Get to find out more of the story as Gigi tell it and let us know what you think. You can hit me up. You can hit Gigi up. Leave some feedback and please go to viewsofanext.com. I have new merch coming soon. And I also have Still Healing Please Wait hoodies in several different colors. I will put those online soon, so please be on the lookout for that. And last but not least, please rate and review this podcast on the Apple Podcast app. It helps this podcast grow and also keep spreading the word about this podcast to your family members, your friends, your coworkers. Please do what y'all been doing. Um, I'm always getting feedback from people I've never seen before and also um, just ha- hashtag views of the next on Twitter or whatever, and I will always look at that and comment back. Thank y'all. I'll see y'all next Thursday, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. I'm glad to have you on though, because. Liz, Liz, I always got her name wrong. So Liz, Liz. Alyssa. Alyssa. Let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her, yeah the short, okay. The short form of her name, I can never get it. Because I was so, thinking you said you were saying Liz at first, yeah. like Elizabeth. <laughs> so, Liz, Alyssa, she was like, yeah. randomly last week, she was like, you should have Gigi on. I was like, you know, we spoke about this already. I was like, I'm supposed to have her on, but I'd rather in person. But right. I don't know when that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me reach out to her. Since you're the second person that said it, and she said it herself, let me just reach out to her. But I finally had Well, I here. love the show, and I love the I love the concept more than anything. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. And I listen to y'all all the time. Y'all look, you're, the, you're like the crazy one out of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> y'all all have y'all, it, it, y'all mesh well because y'all all have, y'all comfortable with each other, and y'all, all, all, y'all have your own personalities yeah so dd mm-hmm. tt gg it, it, all, it all works 
So that's good. Right. Um, so we're here. And originally I had you do the questionnaire and you spoke about somebody else. I was like, I don't uh-huh. know if this is gonna be a good one. So when you <laughs> said if you never if you never pulled up and said, Oh, I have another person mm-hmm. I can talk about, yeah. So this is a person that we're talking about for off and on eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. So before I start, I like to get the fake name of your ex. Uh Kilbasa. Which why is that? Because he's a restaurateur and his restaurant, they sell sausages. It's kielbasa sausage. <laughs> kielbasa sausage. <laughs> All right. But the good thing is that there, like that was his name for the Oprah Rose show. That's his reference name. So, um, wow. so anyone who listens to this show and who listens to the podcast, they'll know who I'm talking about. All right. All right. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Who is Gigi? Um, so I'm Gigi, but my real name is Janae. Uh, for those who are family, like real family, I'm, I'm known as Nene. So real, uh, I now, uh, real hood shit over here, but, um, (laughs) I am originally from Elkhart, Indiana, a very small rural town, um, like an hour away from Gary. Uh, grew up there, went to college in Atlanta after school. I left and moved to New York immediately to follow a dream of being in the music business. Uh, you know, shit gets derailed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, life doesn't really always go as you plan. Uh, worked a lot of odd jobs and, you know, and kind of like found my way. Uh, I, and two, am a podcaster. I have, um, a podcast called the Oprah Rose show where I'm one of three members. Um, I do it with two of my closest friends started about five years ago. Um, and we're still going. Uh, I also am a marketeer. Uh, so I have done marketing and music, uh, events, and now, um, I am in the spirits business. So consumer packaged goods, uh, And yeah, I'm a mother. Also another important uh, detail, I think probably for this show, but you know, more Mm -hmm. so just for like my life. Um, Cause I'm definitely mom as fuck, but I do (laughs) like to have a piece of myself, um, which is important. It's very easy, especially as new mothers um, or as parents in general to just kind of like have your life be consumed by your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, you're a person too, so I also prioritize yeah. myself as well. And um, yeah, in short, I mean, I've had a lot of fun things happen in between, a lot of fucked up things happen in between, but that's kind of like the nugget of, of who I am. All right, all right. Now, we get into the story. You had high spirits. You, you're the fun mm-hmm. one. So <laughs> yes. I can't see like this thing going downhill where you're like, depressed or anything i don't know because you give such such good energy oh oh we're gonna get there all right so let's, <laughs> let, let, let the story begin where did you meet kielbasa um i met kielbasa in college actually uh mm-hmm. i went to clark atlanta he went to morehouse and the thing about going to school in the auc is you can cross register amongst the schools um 
Yeah. So it was a really cool factor. Yeah. Um, so I took a couple of classes at Morehouse, but freshman year we had, um, I think it's English class together. And that was initially how we knew each other. But through, you know, the four years in school, we didn't really like hang or anything like that. We just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, if we saw each other, we would speak. Um, we reconnected in New York, uh, I think like 2009 post-graduation and we ran into each other outside of the club. Um, outside of the club. Outside of the club. <laughs> one, what was that? 27th street. You remember the infamous like 27th um, street, like what it was like M2 yeah, and yeah, yeah. pink elephant and guest house or whatever the fuck, like yeah. that strip yeah. of clubs. So I'm, I'm aging myself. Um, <laughs> We're you know, the for the age, younger so generation. <laughs> but yeah. Yep, All that right. was how we started. And how did you, how did that initially start? So college, what kind of relationship y'all had in college? We didn't really have one. Um, oh. It was, you know, we knew each other, but it was, we did not really connect until after, after college. And um, we met, you know, reconnected on the street, exchanged numbers, and, um, and we just started dating. After right. that, uh, we describe, dated for, uh-huh. Oh, describe yourself at that time. Cause if you're a party animal <laughs> now, I already know it was bad before. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm only looking from the outside. I, I'm, I wish I was still a party animal. Um, I mean, yeah, but then I definitely, I was a bartender then. Yeah, I was a bartender then. So I, I lived in the, I, you know, I became a club rat easily if I wasn't like making money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also like working during the day in the music business. So I was an assistant right. to Sylvia Rome at I the time. So I, I know what it is if I see it by face, but I hear the name. Yeah. Of she was the first black woman, uh, president of mm-hmm. a music label. Um, and mm-hmm. I think now she's the first black woman CEO, um, of Sony, I want to say. Um, but that was like my first job in the music business. So I was pretty busy. Uh, I dated very freely. So <laughs> he and I, you know, at that time, at that time, men, you know, if it took a lot to really catch my attention or really catch me in general, because I was not really wanting to be caught. I, I you know, I was, I was out here. I had a great time. Yes, I was out here. <laughs> I was out here. Yes. Right. Paid my dues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exchange numbers. And what mm-hmm. about him separated him from the other guys that you was, like, seeing? Um, he was very different from me. Um, so I was this free-flowing, uh, crazy girl, and he was very grounded and, like, rooted. And he was fun, too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I think that that was also a thing that, like, allowed us to be synergetic. But um, the things that I wanted to be, he had. So um, even though I worked really, really hard, um, there was, like, a level of focus and um, and discipline that he had that I always admired. And he just always exuded that since I met him. Like even when we were in, when we had class together, uh, he, he's a Virgo. So, you know, I think them as a group of people in general, they're just very, um, very structured individuals overall. And, um, and that was not me, you know, I think I'm a lot better now in my older age, but I, that was one of the things that I always admired him about him, uh, especially at that 
age, I think 24, 25 or something like yeah, that yeah. to be able to have that level of discipline uh, was admiring. Got you. Now, he's from D.C. Do you have he's from D.C. No, he did not. <laughs> Do you know how to beat his feet? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know if I ever saw. Probably. I don't think I ever saw him beat his feet, though. That's a dance for the listeners, beating your feet. Right. Um, did he introduce you to Mambo Sauce? No. Oh, man. Are all of these things DC things? Yes. Well, I know about the be- beat your feet, but Mamba Sauce, I don't know about that. That's new to me, especially since I've been, been in right, DC mad times. Do you know um, the Sexy Lady song? Of course. All right, all right, got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. All right. Um, so is that what? Is that a song? Sexy or that's just like a... No, 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 yeah. the Mamba Sauce. Is that a Mamba song? Mamba Sauce is or? It's a, it's a sauce that, it's for food. Oh, it's like an actual... Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's for food. Damn, I'm going to have to say something to him about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. So, he's different from you. How did mm-hmm. it kick off? So, did he pursue you? Like, how did this... Yeah, exchange numbers. How did this all go He about? did. He did. He's very, um, very traditional. Um... Another thing that stuck out stuck out about him then that still sticks out to him stick sticks out about him now is um he's the best man I ever dated mm-hmm. like his attention to detail I said he's a Virgo those people there's this a strange group of people I you know I, not everybody likes them. I think probably more people don't like them than do, but I love them. But um, he's very particular, detail oriented, and he always had a plan. I just love that. If it did not matter, even even when we weren't in a good place, like he would always, you know, hit me with the okay, meet me here. We have a reservation at this time. You know, oh. it, it's it, yeah. He's a very traditional like man in that sense. And he'd always, he's always been that way. So I'm a little spoiled when it comes to men. If you're not like approaching me in that manner, then I don't know to really take you serious per se. So he set the bar. You know, he set it very high. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So he kicked it off. What yeah. was the first date like? Um, I think the first date we went and saw a movie. We had dinner and a movie and at dinner, we really started to get to know each other. And um, I liked him. So I didn't fuck him fast. Where, <laughs> and you know, that's, so that's a, thing. a thing. All right. That's yeah, a thing. That. You know, I I don't know that I subscribe to that anymore. But in the past, uh, when I was younger, it was, you know, if you really like a guy, you got to hold out a little bit. You know, it, like mm. the Medea thing, the clink clink, you know, you get more when you give less. But um, even him aside, when I was just, you know, getting niggas for money, I would the more the less I gave, the more I would get. So that already was just kind of like common knowledge in general. So um, I wanted to take my time Mm -hmm. and um, and that worked. So we just we would consistently date. We would he would just he loved food. So he would take (laughs) me out all the time. At that time, we both had like, I had one roommate. He had a couple. Um, he worked on Wall Street. So we didn't spend a lot of time like at each other's houses. Um, but, you know, when you live in a city like New York, 
the world, like the city is your playground. So, it you know, I saw, it. yeah, you know, I saw a lot of things that I didn't get to see. Um, I was in music and he was working on Wall Street. So our worlds were a little different and his was a little bit more um, polished than mine. Mm-hmm. So um, when he would take me places, I would, you know, little country girl, like, wow, what is this? Um, you know, how, he would order my food for me. Really? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Based <laughs> based <laughs> off of what he knew I'd like, you know, he, he would definitely do that. Well, that's nigga set the ball for real, for real. It, really? Yes. <laughs> I have yet to have a man order for me. That is the only one who could do that. I learned that in my thirties. Yeah. Like women like they pick <laughs> up on that. Like they like that. They like the, mm-hmm. yeah, order her this drink. I never yeah. tried that. Yeah, they, they like that. But, um, mm-hmm. all right. So this is a nice structured gentleman. Um, the best of both worlds, because you you're not familiar with his side. He's not familiar with mm-hmm. his side. He's more of a teacher to you, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you like that in men? I do. Something. I mean, yes, absolutely. I think it. I think it's important either way, you know. And I don't want to come off like I didn't have anything to give at, at as well, you know. I think he got mm-hmm. a lot from me too. Um, but that is important. If I can't learn anything from you. Mm-hmm then what can I really, what can I really get for real? You know, like I, I I don't, I'm at the age where I don't date for pleasure or fun or, or, you know, if, if I am, if I know a situation is just going to be pleasurable or fun, I kind of leave it at that. I don't really, um, entertain like a grander scheme of dating. Um, and so, yeah. So take me along this journey with y'all. So it's off and on eight years. So yeah. right now we mm-hmm. on. So this is like your first on. years. What's, what was the first few? It was like two years, three I think years? it was like two years. Yeah, it was like two, maybe two and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. He then moved back home to D.C. for a year. Um, and he got in a relationship with somebody. And I I was dating someone at the same time wait, that wait, I was wait, dating so him. Ty- so what type of relationship did you just start? <laughs> so y'all was dating. We were dating. So so let's be let's be very clear here. Right, this yeah. individual he and I have never been in an exclusive relationship. Mm-hmm. This is the person that like I loved the deepest, the longest and we have never ever been technically boyfriend and girlfriend. So that's so that is the thing that is the, the wildest. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So and he went to he that early. Like, how did usually like when this has happened, you see the guy, you like the mm-hmm. guy. Is that yeah. what? Are, I mean, what what are we question? Did that come up? Right. That never came up. Oh. Not in that point. Not in that point for about two year to uh, let's just say two years to be to be clean for yeah. two years. No, that that didn't really come up. Um, I, I was not pressing that. I, I told you I was having a good time and, and he was too. I never asked him. I think that that was probably one thing that kind of made him uh, consistently see me is because I wasn't one of those bitches who was pressing him. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I was probably running from him, you know, like, <laughs> you know, not, I, I was never the pursuant, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I just always kept my own little roster. I always did my own thing. And um, and never asked him, but when we had a good time, we had a good time, you know? So he moved back to DC, uh, in, in, while I was in New York, I then got in a relationship with the guy that I was seeing at the same time that I was seeing him. 
Um, what is that like? Like, explain that. Like, you have he had to be totally different from this guy. Was he a thug? He, yeah, he actually was. <laughs> <laughs> That's he actually was, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he sold drugs. You know, I went back to my um I went back to my normal like hood rat, what I knew from you know being from Elkhart, yeah. I guess. But you oh know, all of God. that aside, he he that gentleman, um he I met him maybe like a couple of weeks when I lived moved to New York. He was my mm. uh sorority sister's cousin, and she was like, Yo, that's my girl, look out for her. And so that right. was kind of initially how we um how we started hanging out. But he was just he got me, you know. I didn't have to like I didn't have to explain a lot of things, I didn't have to do a lot. He just he he understood, you know. So that was an easier thing to navigate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um outside of, you know, kielbasa, but the connection was still very infinite. And that's why um, it lingered for as long as it did. Did, now, uh, we got to give a name for the, for, for, I'm for the Young other, Thug. let's call him Young Thug. <laughs> 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 okay, All right, so Young Thug, did Young Thug know about kielbasa? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Even to this day, uh, I think he had, Maybe um, inquiries, doubts, uh, mm-hmm. second guesses, gut feelings, because where the story gets starts to get interesting is uh, Kilbasa moves back to New York after being in D.C. for a year. And um, and we start seeing each other again while I he, he breaks up with his girlfriend in D.C., and I'm still in my relationship with Young Thug. And uh, we began having this, like, illicit, incredible, crazy, insane, like, love affair for about two years. All right. And Before that, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You find mm-hmm. out he has a girlfriend back in D.C. What was your feelings like? Or what did you feel? Finding that um, out. And how I, did you I find would- out? He told me he was, we were very, we've always been very honest and transparent with each other. Um, I think that that is always a beauty in like situationships and maybe one reason why they, they stand to can stand to linger or last as long as they do, because Mm -hmm. there's a level of like transparency and honesty that you essentially Mm -hmm. should have. Um, but we just did that naturally. So, um, so he told me about her and, you know, there I would I would be lying if I didn't say that there was a hint of jealousy, but it to me it didn't matter because I knew that what we shared was like mm-hmm. bigger than that. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. like it was like that's cute, your little girlfriend, that's cute. I got one of those too, you know. <laughs> and you told but this is us. Thug? Right, yes. <laughs> now, listeners, listeners, not the real young thug. I'm just calling him young thug as he was thug. They right, 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 right. Um all right. So what was his feelings like? What did he he feel about that situation? Uh, about me being in a relationship? Yeah. In the beginning, uh, it did not bother him. All right. All right. In the um, beginning, that's the key word. In the beginning, in the beginning, it did not bother him. Um, you know, he was seeing other women, um, you know, back in New York, and it was fine. But... Obviously, you know, as time went on, uh, it did start to bother him. He wanted to be in a relationship with me. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want to be in a relationship with him. I, there was just a certain level of like, 
loyalty that I had to not before y'all judge me like, bitch, how you loyal to a nigga? You cheating on him like that. (laughs) This is a young mind. Okay. This is a very young, twisted mind that I had and and my my conception and, and the way that I thought through things were just not like obviously coherent. So, um, at the time, I felt like there was a certain level of loyalty that I needed to have to, you know, young thug. I also obviously like, you know, cared about him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been through some some shit and I wasn't I wasn't ready to wake, walk away from that relationship yet. I liked having essentially two boyfriends. You know, that was a credibly selfish thing. But how men, you know, how you'll have like multiple women or have two girlfriends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understand having, uh, I understand polyamory and how you, what, when you get certain things from certain people and what that means yeah. to you, you know? So that situation was very, very comfortable, for, comfortable for me, um, until it wasn't. So, you, you know, you had to choose one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was 2020, you could have been like, yeah, I'm my own person and I can do whatever <laughs> I please. And I could never do that now. <laughs> I am so, you know, I, there's a certain level of like, I was a cold bitch, you know, in a way, like when I think about it now, like the level mm-hmm. of uh, humility that I can honestly have now, I, did, I just didn't really have it then. You know, I was incredibly selfish and it worked for me until it didn't, you know, but mm-hmm. there was at one point where he even said, you know, I don't mind sharing you like as long as I have you to some degree. Mm. Yeah. Man, he was progressive. All right. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I just think in in his mind, too, in that moment, like, you know, when you like love somebody is it's like if I can just whatever access to you that I can have because I love you that much. Yeah, you know, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Mm -hmm. All right. So he moves back to New York. Y'all, he has women in New York that he's seeing. Mm -hmm. You with Young Thug. What Mm -hmm. do do y'all come? Y'all still see each other here and there? Uh, when, when he moves back to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like frequently. He was, he was like my, my second boyfriend. Oh, wow. And how would you let off? You know, women, we can cheat way better than men can. Um, now I'm at the age, a man could probably cheat on me because I'm not, I'm not checking your phone. I'm not doing all of that other hairy shit that I would do, you know, in my twenties. Um, mm-hmm. I just trust that like, if you're going to be devoted to me, you're going to be devoted to me. And unless something is presented to me, like, you know, yeah. a bitch sending me some shit then, then, but I'm not about to go snooping for some shit. So, but women, I think overall, we just cover our trails a little bit more. Have you ever seen a cat shit or take a piss? No. No, but you've seen a dog do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So women are like cats with oh. our shit. You'll have whole, ad, it'll be a whole bunch of shit in between the fucking, ain't if you in a house, like, ain't never seen him do it. Yeah. So no, I, I, I to this day. I had a cat for like mad yeah. when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. That's mad No. Mm-hmm. You wow. think you know somebody. Even yeah. sexually, like the guy never, like you had, you had, clearly you had sex with both. Of course. And the mm-hmm. guy never picked up on it. You ever had like a both in one day? 
type of thing? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> you, had, you had to. You, you had to. to. I, I mean, no, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to, but that is how I was approaching it at that point in my yeah. life. So, yeah, you know, it to me, it'd be like, oh, well, you know, if, yeah, it'd be a situation where you wake up with one nigga, you go to bed with the other one. So, and that's how it kind of, you know. And nobody ever found out. Like, it was no, like, Young thug. Mm. No, I do not think he ever, he, he never pressed me or approached me. I, I think at the very end of our relationship, like right when we, the day we broke up, um, I had told him I was like going to bed and he saw me out and I, and then that's when I was like, yeah, nigga, this ain't, Ooh. this ain't going nowhere. And I think in that moment he probably knew something, but we were broken up, you know, mm. I had officially like ended it. So it didn't matter. Right, um, so take me along this journey of you and uh, Kabasa. Like, what 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 was going on next? Um, when he started to express that he wanted to be in a relationship with me, it it began to make things very difficult for me because obviously I was comfortable being in the middle between two men that you know I loved. Um, there became a time where he, you know, told me that he didn't want to do that anymore, you know? Um, and I was like, all right, cool. You know, I didn't like it, but I understood it. And so then I became, uh, back serious with, with young thug and he went to do his own thing. Um, and in that moment, I realized that I made a very big mistake. Mm. Um, and that he was actually the person that I wanted to be with. Um, and so I, you know, reached back out to him. We started seeing each other again. Then, um, I broke up with young thug and this is where I get really, really foolish. Um, because I thought that because in this uh, before, you know, when he was saying that he wanted to be with me and wanted to be in a relationship with me, you know, that time, that time had kind of gone. And I think he had, you know, been so hurt um, by all the things that had transpired, um, you know, and he then, you know, became started to pull back and I then started to be the one pressing it as being a relationship. I can, yeah, I can see that happen. Um, so there was definitely like a shift in power. And then that became like the last two, three years that we saw each other. And, um, I was like mm -hmm. the first three, like first two or three, y'all was dating heavy, everything like that. Then he went to DC Mm -hmm. and came back those two years in between. Y'all just messing with each other. He went in another relationship. He did not. No, oh, oh, he did he not was messing around, and then at he the, was just at messing the around. Time frame where um he just lost like hope of being with you. Yeah, he lost hope. Um, we stopped seeing each other. We took another break. I started to stop. I stopped cheating on my nigga, but then I realized like, damn, nigga, I really actually don't want to be with you. Like, I'm I'm actually kind of I'm all set here. Um, and, when, and then when I tried that, to go back to him. Well, young thug, when did that like that that snap happen? Oof. Man, um, you know, another thing about women when you're younger, you be breaking up with a nigga for for, for a year, months. Like, mm-hmm. it's not always a um, a decision that you make quickly. So, mm-hmm. 
first I acknowledged like my feelings. I started to acknowledge my feelings. Like, dang, I really, you know, there was, there was love there at one point in time. I actually gotten pregnant by him, you know, at one point. So, you know, there was like a real connection there. We had been together for a few years, Mm -hmm. um, went on trips together. Like we had a, we had a really good relationship. Um, but I just did not, it it met the ceiling. There was nowhere else to go. We grew kind of differently. Um, I wanted something else. Uh, he didn't really challenge me anymore. Um, but kielbasa was always challenging me. You know, I was always growing there. I was always, it was just something that would could truly stand the test of times. At least that's what I thought at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it took me a while to leave that relationship because I, uh, I was kind of like codependent in it. Um, and then, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't really know how to go back to being like super single again. So I was kind of terrified of that also. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually I got out of my own way and, um, and that was for the best. Dang, that's good. So you reached yeah. out back to, you reached out back to Kibasa mm-hmm. and he wasn't there mentally. He wasn't in that space anymore. And then how did you take that? <laughs> Well, the thing is, is he was not very honest about that. So this was where we started to lose like real honesty and transparency. Um, and I think kind of in the male, from the male perspective, this is essentially where the story gets good, you know, because <laughs> there's it's like good already a, like it's, this is <laughs> all right. Well, you know, the, the shift in power changes um, because before I was the one in power, right? Like I had these two men who had these, mm-hmm. this limitless love for me. And I was like riding the wave. Um, and you know, I, I leave one and then I go back for the other one that I deem to, to truly be the person that I love. Um, and you know, he was not very honest about his feelings and I allowed him to take the time that he needed, um, to get past what, you know, what we experienced. I, it was hard for me to understand that, um, that he couldn't trust me, you know? Mm. And logically it's like, of course not, bitch. Like, why would you think he would trust you? But to me, it was like, no, it's me. Like, I've always been honest with you, like, you know, but it never like warranted our relationship had never warranted like true levels of discipline or like um, exclusivity. So mm-hmm. he couldn't trust me, but I couldn't really see that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I felt like, well, you know, if I just hang around, if I just show him that I I'm, can be somebody different, you know, then he'll want to be with me and we could be together and, um, and all of this. And so, you know, we still continued to date and he dated me and, um, essentially led me on. Um, and then it just went downhill from there. You want to get into that part? Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. <laughs> so he's, a, um, you know, he's a restaurant tour, so he owns his own restaurant. Um, and during this specific time where we reconnected and I was solely into him, he started focusing all of his energy on, you know, leaving his job and being an entrepreneur. He had 
he had gotten a really good job uh, on Wall Street and was doing very well. Um, mm-hmm. But that wasn't where his heart was. So he uh, he wanted to, you know, open up his own restaurant. He was a really, really good cook, used to make me the best dinner ever. So I was like, oh, yeah, you could absolutely do this. Super dude. Like, you're super. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that up, you know. <laughs> but, um. You know, he he wanted to re- he wanted to open up a restaurant. So that is essentially where he put his energy. So if he wasn't at work and he wasn't focusing on that, then he would give the remaining of his time to me, uh, which was, you know, much appreciated. But um, then it came to a point where he, you know, relocated back to D.C. to open up his restaurant and he stopped talking to me, essentially, mm. like. Um, we spoke on my birthday. He was supposed to call me back and he never called me back. And we never well, like God spoke damn. again for like two years. Yeah. What? <laughs> like he yeah. disappeared? It wasn't that he disappeared. He just, um, I mean, yeah, he did. Dis- he did disappear, you know, and I stopped like it, w- it became obvious that that, I was no longer a priority for him um, or uh, really an option that he wanted. You know, he immersed himself into opening up his his restaurant and then he uh, started dating someone else and got in a relationship with someone else. And how did you um, find this all out? All right. So if he stopped talking to you, how did you find this mm-hmm. all out? I mean, um, you became FBI agent. You know, I, I definitely, this is the thing. He's not one of those people who is very like, uh, open on Instagram. Like even to this day, he has a page or whatever, but he doesn't post that much. He never posted that much. Um, so it, it was what I got. I, this part I found out when we reconnected maybe like last summer, and he gave me a full download on everything that had happened post last summer. <laughs> yeah, last summer. Mm-hmm. I think so it was like from, July of 2019. Yeah. So from that, if y'all didn't meet last summer, it would have been like what, four years, three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. How did you feel? It was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I was torn apart. Oh my god. I was man. That that was the worst. Um, heartbreak I had ever felt, ever experienced. I was like, like really, really sad for a long time, for at least a year at the Mm -hmm. very minimum, like devastated by that break, by that break. (laughs) Well, you know, there was still a lot of things that were untouched, you know, um, he was dishonest about not wanting to be with me, you know, like, he never said he wanted to be with me, never said he didn't want to be with me. You know, it was like yeah. it, it he kind of led me on. And so I was very much so committed and stayed committed to, you know, mm-hmm. dating him and trying to show him that I was like someone who's cool. changed. Yeah. And someone who's like, you know, all these years have passed. Like, we love each other. Like, let's just mm-hmm. do this, you know. Um, and then he disappeared essentially. And I didn't know like what happened. Like, is, was it really you opening up your restaurant? Is it somebody else? Like, is it me? You know? So I think that really is the thing that kind of disturbed me the most. I had so many unanswered questions. Mm. And how was you yeah. in your career? Did you still manage to 
pulled through and that's yeah. So during this time, I was probably at my lowest. Um, mm-hmm. I was not in, I was like solely bartending at this point. Um, mm-hmm. um, I forget where I was at. I've, I've worked everywhere, but I was solely <laughs> bartending at this time. And I felt personally like, you know, like a loser, you know, like, dang, I couldn't, you know, I didn't do well in music. I didn't do well at this place, this other place that I was working. Like, you know, I'm a college graduate, like, and now I fucking sling drinks for a living. Like, no, no wonder this nigga don't want me. Like, it was such a, such mm-hmm. a low, low moment for me. Um, mm-hmm. I had, yeah, I was like, I had to live in Harlem at the time because I couldn't afford, I was living by myself before I couldn't afford my apartment anymore. So I had to go back to living with a roommate. It was pretty bad for me all around. So I took, I had already taken that hard, but it was like kind of like a, a punch in the gut because of everything else yeah. that was going on. Yeah. That, on top of that, was like the icing on the cake then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So fast forward, you meet him last year summer. Yes. How, how did this, how did that happen? Um, so I was working at my current job now, um, which required me to do a lot of traveling because I managed um, a few states on the East Coast. Um, D.C. was a part of my territory and I was going there for a meeting that I had with um, with some of our distributor partners. And uh, I reached out to him um, to see if he would like to have lunch. And he obliged and we had like a three hour lunch or actually it was dinner because we ended up closing the place out, um, <laughs> you know, through conversation yeah. naturally. So, um, but the conversation went very well and, you know, I kind of got, kind of got the answers, you know, it, it still was really, to me, he wasn't as honest as I think he should have been, but you know, to each his own. I got what I needed at the point at, or at that point. Did you feel like it was a full closure that you needed? That, or? Um, it, it was a full closure because we, uh, we actually had sex. Uh-oh. Um, and it wasn't really enjoyable. I don't want to say that it was bad, but it wasn't like what it used to be. Now, you know, like mm-hmm. when you love somebody or you're like consistently sleeping with somebody, they know you, they know your body, they know your rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all have a yeah. rhythm. Um, and when, when I, when we had sex, I had that in mind, like our last sexual experience, I had that mm-hmm. in mind and it wasn't that, you know? So it was just sort of like a, a like a, kind of like a back to reality for me. Like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This, this is so, so much has passed, you know, so much, there's so much uh, water under the bridge. I just don't really feel the same. And for me, that felt really, really good because I, I felt paralyzed to that situation and that love for so long um, mm-hmm. that it felt good to know, like I'm okay. Yeah. Now, when y'all when he disappeared, what was your healing mm-hmm. process like during that time? Um, I didn't heal for real. Wow. I didn't really start healing in t- in in entirety um, until January of this year. And the Did reason you? why I say that, yeah, the reason why mm-hmm. I say that is because 
the healing that I thought that I was doing when we were over was really just surface level. Um, it was like, you know, when you like cleaning your bathroom and you do just like a little light clean, like, you know, yeah, yeah. you just yeah. wipe the somebody coming over real quick. <laughs> like, let me let make it look cute, you know, yeah. but when you do a deep clean, you pull out your rubber gloves, you put the comment in the fucking, <laughs> you know, you let it sit there for a second, you, you know, sprinkle, like it's seasoning yeah, like... and shit, you know? <laughs> yes. You're like, yo, you can't even clean yeah. your, you got to fucking wear a mask and shit. Do your shirt put your shirt over your nose because you got like uh-huh. bleach all in your fucking brain from <laughs> inhaling it, you know, like that type yeah. of cleaning. <laughs> it wasn't, un- it wasn't until January that I really like divulged into looking at historically all of the patterns that I had. And mm. that was really just like a piece of a larger conversation and a larger experience that I had to go through. Um, you know, I, I think what was important for me during like when, when he and I like first stopped, um, dealing with each other during that time. And I'd been so heartbroken. There was this guy that, um, that I met, I wasn't seeing anybody, you know, I think I would like sleep around because obviously what else do you do when you have a broken heart? You just fuck niggas or women or whatever, you know? (laughs) Um, but I ain't like nobody for real. And then I met this Mm -hmm. guy and, um, and I liked him and he was cool and I needed that. I needed a reminder that like somebody would like me and a, I could like somebody again after this person, because I just, I didn't think that I was capable of it. Um, but like I said, the real healing didn't start until January of this year when I started going to therapy and I really started looking at, um, at my life, how I understood love, how I digest love, how the, uh, the relationship or lack thereof that I had with my dad um, and how that started to formulate and all of the men that I chose because, you know, women we like, or people, we like to say that things happen to us. And though they do, that is very much so the case, but you have to have a a level of accountability for what you attract in your life based off of the things that you have to manage on your own, you know, which is, I had serious abandonment issues and I liked men who were unavailable in some degree. Now, all of these men or these men that I mentioned to you, yes, they like swarmed after me, but there was a certain, at certain points, it was very apparent that they became unavailable or were emotionally unavailable to me. And I latched onto that. Um, and that was really wow. just the root of, of a deeper issue that I had to start, um, dealing with, you know, that I still deal with essentially, you know, you don't really, I'm going to say you don't heal from your past because you definitely do. But, um, the, the growth, the work is continuous. You don't just stop because you go to go to therapy. Like that's the first step. Wow. Now, did you need the pandemic? Because a lot of people say they needed this time to really reflect. Um, you know, Yes, absolutely. I, th- I think the the stopping of the world like really 
manifested itself to me in, in multiple ways, but I have mm-hmm. pride in knowing that I started making my changes internally at the top of the year before we even knew this shit existed. Like I was already committed to doing the work. So when, when the world did stop, it was like, Oh well, shit, I'm already here. You know, like, how do I, how do I go deeper? How do I really challenge myself? How do I really make sure that, um, that I come out of this? Okay. You know, that I look mm-hmm. on the, you know, cause this shit was still shit for me too. Like uh, a lot has happened in 2020, but, um, but what happened needed to happen. So although that there's mm-hmm. like levels of still of angst and, you know, and regret maybe, um, there's more, there's more positive that I had than negative for this year. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Now we're here, 2020. You yeah, and Kabasa, y'all still cool? Y'all still totally we're cousin? still cool. Um, I mean, it's not like a like a frequent thing, but they we'll talk on each other's birthdays. So, like, in, on his birthday, I'll reach out to him, and on my birthday, he'll reach out to me. Um, Do you think that's about it? Be able to make something work. In the future or not? I don't know. You know, um, it's funny because before I moved to Los Angeles, he was in New York um, and reached out to me. And uh, I think it was the last time, the last time he reached out to me, uh, I refused to see him. Um, And really for me, it's like there, there could, I don't, I'm, I'm not a never say never person. I'm a, I'm a never say never person. Right. So like, Mm. I don't want to say that that could never happen again, but there would have to be like certain things that would, would have to happen before I even entertain that conversation. Like both of us would have to take therapy. I don't know if he goes to therapy. I do. I don't know if he does, but that is the absolute like non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I think we would need to take it together because there's so much water under the bridge. There's so much that has transpired between those eight years of us being in each other's lives yeah. that um, I think we would need like someone to help us navigate how to move forward if we were serious about that. But I would never, ever engage in what we had before. Like I would mm-hmm. never do part four of that shit like that is that is no 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 absolutely not so where are you at today so you you are still in your prom but you're a mother now i would say so i would say so but um your mom now so did that slow you down yeah you know what yes it does it absolutely Mm -hmm. slows me down but for the better Um, I am, I've had all of, I've had all the sex I needed to have, um, (laughs) to help me make better decisions now. And I still be making fucked up decisions now, but what I will say, um, is that motherhood has really challenged me to be the best me that I can be in every aspect because being a good parent and being a you know, shaping somebody's world is imperative. And, um, I have the ability to, to be cognizant about the decisions that I make that affect her. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, my parents 
um, I won't obviously won't speak for yours, but my parents were so shoveled on, you know, in life in what life had given mm. them and caught up in just the, the day to day of just getting through life that mm. I don't, I think that they dropped the ball when it came to helping us navigate how to be, you know, adults in the world. Right, um, right, right. and so my approach to parenthood is that, you know, how can I help you be the best adult because she's not going to be a kid or a child or a baby forever. Right. Um, it's so, it's so short. Exactly. That that time frame. Mm -hmm. It is. And so really, you know, you lead by example first. So the life that I leave, um, she will see that in every way. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I don't, I'm not dating right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's really because I don't want to, um, Mm -hmm. I, I like men. I don't have a problem with men. I just think that, you know, my life has been so focused. I've always had a man essentially to, in my world, in my, in my universe, this is the most single that I've ever been. Um, the most without Dick I've ever been, you know, <laughs> but it is, it, that has allowed me to be focused on the things that I care about, you know? So right. I, and I like being in that space. I, I like, you know, waking up and just really worrying only about myself and not about somebody cheating on me, somebody doing some other shit. Like I, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not my reality right now. So I do appreciate that. I think at some point I would like to be reconnected with someone or connected to someone. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm way more particular about what I want because, you know, I got to protect my peace. I hear that. Yeah. So, Gigi, yeah. Of today, you you sound like a hill person. Like you, you're, in your, you're in your verge. You sound it sounds good. We well, I mean, you know, there's there's still the some show, like you have, Yeah, what I get from the your, your uh, Oprah Road show is that uh-huh. you was wild. You was out here. You 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 lived your life. Yeah. But the 2020 version of you, it sounds good. Yeah, I st- you know what I I still try to live my life. I still like love to do drugs. You know when I'm out <laughs> on vacation and shit. You know I still like to. I think what I do miss the most is having those like fun sexually free nights. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't. This just doesn't really exist for me anymore. Maybe in the yeah. future, I don't know. Who knows? But um, <laughs> you're gonna be. You're going to be out here like 44, 45, just out here. Nah. Cooper status? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh right now, I just like money. You know, that, like that's, I just want fucking money. That's all I care about. Yeah. My daughter and fucking making bread. So mm-hmm. if I have to, if my bedroom needs to sound like a fucking barbershop every night, then so be it. <laughs> so fucking be it. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my God. <laughs> But we're not thing out. Biggest, so. What's the oh my fault? What's the biggest lesson learned from this um, situation? Ship. Let me say. I would Ooh. say it's relationship because you could. You, you it, basically it, had it, two boyfriends. Yeah, I did. It, it basically yeah. was that. It was that. You mm-hmm. know, I, I. It's so funny. I don't. He, we have all this history and no real like you know right. title, but such is life. Um, I learned so many things, but. I would say that the thing that sticks with me the most that I couldn't really learn until I started to have therapy was, um, you know, when you haven't acknowledged or identified and began to deal with yourself, 
in the areas where you fall short, you know, you will never be capable of making coherent decisions when it pertains to love. They'll always be influenced by some personal trauma, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I obviously didn't know that I was dealing with all of the things that I was dealing with in there. You know, I just named one thing, but there were multiple of things that also helped happen to me, you know, growing up that influenced my decision-making when it came to matters of the heart and, you know, that shit can blow up in your face. And I, you know, I realized that. Um, And so I I, I take that gem, I think with me Mm -hmm. the most. Um, and also really like real love just never dies. You know, it transcends because even to this day, like I still love that man. I will always love that man. I'll go to, I'll die loving that man. But, um, I had to love him. They will, they will know about him. Um, I don't know that it's, uh, if they asked or inquired, I would definitely share. I don't feel the need to like withhold that. But when I say that I love him, um, I, I, the way that I experience love, you know, I just, I will, I love you forever. I, I, I do not love often. I'm not one of those people who will be in love for a weekend. And not to say that that is wrong or that it doesn't exist because I truly believe that, you know, we all love in a way that is exclusive and specific to us. I am just one of those people who love very, very deeply because I don't love frequently. You know, I don't, uh, I, for real, for real, that's the per that is essentially from what I've experienced thus far, the, the love of my life. I've loved other mm-hmm. gentlemen, but never like that. And so, um, in that to me, I realized like, you know, it transcends, I loved him. I love him differently now. It's more so from a distance because there's so much as it, that has happened. I think it would be impossible for me to just, just be like, nah, I don't love that nigga no more. You know, I'm not in love yeah, with yeah. him. Um, I absolutely go about, have moved on with my life and I go about my life effortlessly without thinking about him. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's, there will always be love there. Got you. Got you. But someone going through a heartbreak or breakup, what's some advice you would Mm -hmm. give them? Oh man. And for someone who's going through a heartbreak or a breakup, um, it really is time. It really takes time. Um, I don't want to say that time heals all. I just think that time allows you to be callous. Um, mm-hmm. Healing requires work and everybody's right. work is different. Um, and unless you are devoted to finding what your personal work includes, then I don't think you will ever heal to the way that will be super beneficial to you and your potential growth. Um, but you'll get through it. That's for sure. Nothing pain and trouble doesn't last always. And I hope that people who, you know, love hard aren't as heartbroken for as long as I was, uh, cause that shit mm-hmm. sucks. But, um, <laughs> but time, you know, with time, you'll be all right. And it's, it's always, it's always more out there. It's always other niggas, always other bitches, you know, it'll be all right. Gotcha. All right. Now, the last but not least, the song you like to dedicate to your ex. You heard me? Oh, Uh, oh, yes. This was a good one. I actually had to put, I played it last night. Uh, um, You played it last night? 
I played it last night after I read the questionnaire, but it's a song by Leanne LaHavis called Ghost. Um, and the chorus is like one of them deep album cuts. But if you hear it and you're already sad, that's a good song for like to do some emotional cutting to. So oh. if you are like me and you like to just like really feel <laughs> and it's also, it's like real. So it's some real masochist like shit, you know, like, damn, I'm, my my heart is already broken. What is the saddest song I can listen to right now? This is one of those. Songs. That one? But the chorus. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. And the, Leanne LaHava has got some really good heartbreak songs. There's another one. Um, forget what the name is. She's like, you broke me and taught me to truly love myself. Like, and she be going in. But yes, anyway, Ghost by Leanne LaHavis is probably the song that I de- oh, right. dedicate to him the most because I think it's very, um, it speaks to the, um, to the parallels of the relationship that we've had or we dope, had. Dope, dope. Yes. So what is yeah. next for Gigi? What's next? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, um, I make a lot of money soon because I am tired of being a slave. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with like making money. I don't know what's happening to me right now, but that's really what I care about in my kid. I, I, I just want to be the best mother that I can be, um, keep my family unit tight. My, my daughter's father and I have a great relationship. So I, I hope that we are able to maintain that. Um, as far as the love category, you know, I'm open to what presents itself to me, um, when I'm ready to, when I'm ready to accept it. I'm not in the place of accepting that right now because I, I like being selfish. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but I am accepting um, uh, a consistent lover if he has great penis. That is that would be nice <laughs> to have. Yeah. And being in LA, there's no guys like that. Um, I mean, we're I mean, we're still in the panorama, so like I don't really meet people. You know, um, I've like dibbled and dabbled, but it hasn't been like. There was one guy that I had sex with that was like super amazing, but he, you know, he belongs to everyone. So we, you oh, know, man, yeah, the, the street, that's okay. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, but that's okay. Like th- that's his world. You know what I mean? It was nice yeah. to like experience that, but I think I would like somebody who was not for everybody. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Well, all right, Gigi. Thank you for this interview. That's been a whole episode. Thank you so we much. got it done. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This was and such a good time. You. Wow. And your little one, she has her own personality. Keep letting her be her. She really <laughs> does. Yeah. Right. But thank you again. Enjoy the sun. You got sun out there. It's thank you so much. I Don't know. I know. I really just sat here because I could get like good lighting and I'm like, let me just I sit by the sun. But I wasn't trying to like be shady to y'all um, East it Coasters in your little here. Nor'easter. Mm, mm. I don't miss that. God bless. Walked outside. It's all ice now. Like, they don't care about New York. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's bad. How y'all still live there? Everything is here. It's an underground world. <laughs> like your car, your car breakdown, you know where to go. Like I can't move nowhere else and get that type That's of That's fair. 
Yeah. So that's I love fair. The convenience uh, of getting my car fixed and for twenty dollars. <laughs> but I hate that that was the first thing that you associated with New York was a level of trauma. You was like, your car breaks <laughs> down. <laughs> like yeah. the first thing you thought about was something negative, though. This is like, <laughs> right? That's crazy. <laughs> you low key right? proved my yeah. point. Yes, I know. It's it's a bad place to live, but I love it. You just, it's not. I, like I, it. I I absolutely love New York. I, I I say that jokingly because I I really never saw myself leaving. I was like, I was about mm. to get Brooklyn tatted on me at this point. I I loved. <laughs> Living in New York City, it truly, that's the city that grew my ass the, the fuck up. Um, but being a mom there wasn't the funnest. So that's bet, really yeah, kind of uh, why I left. Yeah. Gotcha. But thank you again. This will be thank out in a few you. weeks. I always tell everybody that because okay. I've been taking my time with these episodes. And that's rightfully should. Right. <laughs> On and on we go Always with the ghosts of us in tow Stuck somewhere between a friend and foe Round and round we go